last night the MTV Music Awards came on. I was so excited to see Nicki perform and receive the Video Vanguard Award. Um, that was very big for her. She was very happy. She also hosted the show with LL Cool J and Jack Harlow. So the show was pretty uh, interesting. Lizzo actually got on stage to accept the, I want to say it was the Do Good Music Video Award or Do Good Song Award. And um, she received it for about damn time. And she kind of... Uh, several years ago when Nikki was on stage addressing Miley Cyrus and she was like for Miley someone who has something to say in the press so um, Lizzo pretty much did the same thing she didn't say any names but everyone was speculating that she was speaking of this comedian who video went viral an interview he did went viral Saturday night talking about Lizzo's size and we're going to get into that later but Watching live TV means that you are watching commercials. And by me not never watching live TV, I hardly ever see commercials because all the apps I have, I usually pay extra so it could be ad-free. And there was this one commercial that came on every break for this deodorant that came in a squeeze tube. And it was for ass deodorant. So this white woman is on the TV showing you with her hands on how to rub this ass deodorant in your cheeks and i'm like we already buy a bunch of shit we don't need now y'all trying to sell us ad deodorant so when you go into the store and you're pricing things out and you have to buy deodorant now you're telling us we need to buy ass deodorant so apparently your stink level after showering and being out and about in the world or out and about in your house it's supposed to be at like is well you're at a five or six out of ten but when you use their de- their deodorant so you take a shower you put this ass deodorant on five six hours later whether you are window shopping you go jogging you go pick picnicking whatever you're doing your stink level is gonna be at a zero in your ass it's crazy they sell us anything and y'all buy anything i'm not buying it this is ashley marie and you're listening to don't put it past me how was y'all weekend unless someone i know have a planned event or i want to go to tj maxx i'm pretty much inside i'm not just going to bars and clubs for no reason might end up at a restaurant but I'm inside with my dogs just about every weekend watching TV, binge watching something. I had to get fingerprinted today to renew my social work license to get it back active. And there was this woman, this white woman. Does it matter that she white? No, but I like to give some context. So she's more of a honey boo boo mama type white woman not the average karen we see on tv type white woman but anyway she's filling out some forms and i guess they asked to put the spouse information and she got up and put and asked them do she put her fiance people pisses me off like sit down ma'am you're not married you have no spouse in the eyes of the law like just common sense sit your uh shit like she wasn't young I don't know who be racing y'all. 
But anyway, let's get into this uh, Ari Spears shit. So if you were on the internet Saturday night, most people probably would sleep or uh, out having fun because y'all have a life. But I was on the damn internet. This video started. This video started to go viral with this comedian named Ari Spears, uh, Ari Spears, and it was an interview that he did with some people that go by the name of Dialogue, some company. What the interview was for, I absolutely have no clue. I had no clue who he was when I seen his face. It looked familiar but I couldn't place it if somebody said I give you a million dollars to tell me who he is or what field of work he work in I just wouldn't have had a million dollars but anyway um the interviewer asked him about Lizzo about his music and saying she had good music and she had good uh she was a good songwriter and I think the interviewer asked him this question so he could respond how he responded. Because after I started reading the comments, someone was saying this is not as bad as how he do at his shows. So if women is his, you know, choice topic to talk about and degrade and make jokes about on his comedy shows, then it would make sense for the interviewer to try to get a sound bite to ask him about a popular artist that's not this popular in the black community. Lizzo released a song, and when it's her lead single, she stays in the top 10. About that time, it's like number two right now. It is doing better than Beyonce Break My Soul. Beyonce Break My Soul is like number five. So um, she's a crossover audience and people in all markets listen to her so it was a good sound bite to get attention to their show and to get a viral response for somebody as big as Lizzo so not as big as in her size but as in big as in her career and it's gonna get people's attention and it's not just gonna get the shade room and ball alert attention is going to get entertainment tonight and e-news type attention. But anyway, he he literally didn't mention anything about the music, which I'm not shocked because I don't think the question was actually asked for a response about his music. He's not a musician. He's not a producer. I didn't see anyone comment saying he had a background in music. But he literally started talking about her weight. And he wasn't making jokes that you laugh at. He was coming off as if he was concerned, but in an ignorant way. He compared her to a shit emoji. Um, he compared her to mashed potatoes. He also started to talk about himself and say that, you know, I guess he noticed how fat he was insane and why he's talking about someone else being fat. And he said he's not the most in-shape person, but he has swag. He thinks he's funny. He's, you know, he's handsome. And people on Twitter and in the comments on Instagram just went in on him. I would just like to say, sir, you're not handsome. You're not. If the world had to be divided in between handsome men and ugly men, like, you're not on the handsome spectrum. 
You're not cute at all. You're not handsome. I'm not saying you can't pull a woman. I'm not saying you can't get a woman. There's lots of women that's out here with men that the masses might think of you as being ugly. Sir, you are not handsome. And he said he wasn't in the most, uh, the best shape. Sir, you're not in any shape. You are also a plate of mashed potatoes. Like the nerve of you. Then, in the midst of talking about Lizzo, he tried to talk about black women. He didn't say black women, but he used words that black women use. I mean, and white women try to steal them and use them if you go on TikTok. Like, yes, girl, do it, girl, versus us telling her, hey, put down the eclair. And that was his word he used, eclair. I don't even know what the hell that is. But anyway, he said that we should be giving her advice. My thing is, I'm plus-size, fat, whatever you want to call it. So I follow a lot of plus-size people, including Lizzo and, um, like, plus-size influencers. And they always say how people give them unsolicited advice in a comment section. So my thing is, you're assuming that people haven't told her, told her those things. If you're fat, you heard before, you should do this. You should do that to lose weight. And, sir, you're fat, so I know you heard it. So, first of all, you don't know Lizzo. You don't run in the same circles as her. You can't run in the same circles as her if you wanted to. So, why are you sitting here acting like you know what she was told and what she was not told? She could have been like, fuck yeah, I'm going to do me. Second of all, Lizzo performs for hours singing, dancing, playing the flute. Your fat ass sitting here doing an interview and barely could fucking breathe. Like the nerve of you, sir. Not only can he, he can't breathe, his eye color look yellow. He have like the black splat splashes or whatever you want to call it around his eye. Like he literally look like he's about to fucking die. Like if somebody punch him in the stomach hard, he's not going to catch his breath and start breathing again. He's going to be and gone. So it's just like, Say, make a joke, whatever. I know people extra sensitive. You can't talk about stuff. Comedians having a hard time, whatever, whatever. There's a difference sitting now and you making fact jokes. But you're really talking about people should tell her about her weight. As if you know that people haven't told her about her weight. She's in the music industry. I'm pretty sure somebody tried to slip something in. A manager, a publicist, her record label about her weight before. But anyway... He brought up diabetes, heart problems, cholesterol, as if he's really concerned. Sir, I would bet all I have that you sitting here doing this interview with diabetes, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol. There's, there's no way you living without it, sir. Like, you look horrible literally from the outside. Like, your insides is dying by the second. But, um... He did do a follow-up post, and then he tried to go after the women, saying they try to hurt you with at with your best. I'm sorry, were you not trying to hurt Lizzo, talking about her weight? So he's upset that these women is talking about, um, he comes off as if he hate women. A lot of people do, especially black women, so I'm not shocked about that. But 
he was pretty much like, you know, y'all calling me ugly and y'all calling me this. Y'all calling me, uh, saying I'm not funny. First of all, in the interview, it don't even sound like you were trying to be funny. He mentioned he'd been in this career for 35 years. Okay, you've been in this field for 35 years. I don't know your name. Well, I know it now just because you're fucking ridiculous. But you're not a household name. Lizzo hasn't been in this industry half the years you've been in it, and she's more successful. And it, even if she walks away from it today, she's her height, her peak is higher than your peak in your comedy career. So um, he went on about that. And uh, Mike Epps actually chimed in. Let me see if I can find what uh, Mike Epps said. And he got his little feelings hurt because of what Mike Epps said. But my thing is, you can sit here and talk about somebody weak, but Mike Epps can't mention your weight. So Mike Epps commented, he looked dirty and sick and has not been on TV since Mad TV. And I mean, the truth hurts. He looked dirty. He looked sick. And he responded, yeah, but people don't walk out my shows. Might want to turn down the volume on them shiny suits and jewelry. Step up. Step your funny up. You um, get a little dirt on your pimp. P.S. I'm not trying to start it, but I ain't going to run from it either. And the only reason why I ain't tagging him because he has me blocked. So you could get upset because Mike Epps called you dirty which I mean, you do look dirty and, but Lizzo fans or people just in general can't get upset that your fat ass sitting here doing an interview talking about somebody, uh, health problems, diabetes, cholesterol, and what people should be telling you, um, in your life. Like this whole situation had me hot and not just because he have a lot of people have opinions on fat people in this world, but to sit your fat, ugly nowhere near handsome dirty looking ass like mike epps said in this interview and talk about how friends and how family and the women in the world should be concerned about her health nigga who's concerned about your health health are they telling you about your health somebody in your life need to be concerned about you he was definitely projecting but he picked the wrong person to project on because you can't possibly see yourself in Lizzo. Maybe she's he's mad because she's fat, famous, and paid, and he's just fat, and some people know him, and the people who probably know him in their 50s and dying out. But, uh, yes, he was just not funny. And then Matt Barnes chimed in. He's an ex-NBA player, and he's also a professional troll. I haven't seen him in comments. I probably blocked him. I block a lot of people. I block a lot of celebrities. If I don't want to see their comments anymore, like on a share room, ball alert, I go ahead and block them. If I don't want them to come up on my Explorer page, I go ahead and block them. So I probably blocked him at some point, but I have a new page for my podcast. Um, don't put it past me underscore on Instagram. And I seen his comment when I went on the dialogue page. And a dialogue is the people who did the interview with this comedian who was talking about Lizzo. And he said, you know, we can't make jokes anymore. Can't be funny. This man literally wasn't making a joke. He wasn't on stage. He wasn't in an interview laughing, rocking back and forth. He was literally just 
talking shit about this woman. But that's all I have about that. It's just, you know, the audacity. The pot calling a kettle black. The fucking nerve of you, sir. Colin Kaepernick and his wife had their first child. His wife posted a photo on Instagram. Sharing the news. They both had, like, their tops pulled down. Bonding with the baby. That skin-to-skin interaction. I don't know why people post stuff like that. Like, I'm one of those people who think you post what you want. I'm not going to say anything. But I'm on a podcast. (laughs) I want to be as real as possible. When I see shit like that, I just roll my eyes. So when women post themselves breastfeeding, okay. Like, women been doing this for thousands of years. You got a titty. You got milk in there. You got a baby. Okay, we can only assume you're breastfeeding. And I don't mean I don't have any problems with breastfeeding. By all means, breastfeed in public. I know that's kind of taboo. Breastfeed wherever you have to to feed your baby. I just think it's extra when people do it online. But it's your page. Post what you want to post. I'm not saying don't post it. But they posted a skin-to-skin contact. I think Gabrielle Union posted that kind of picture too when um she had her baby but congratulations to him i wish he was in nfl i'm not a big sports fan i don't care about sports sometimes i get invested in people and i'm excited about a person and i might go to look for look at them play or see if they won like serena williams i didn't care nothing about tennis but I was invested in Serena and Venus so I don't go check to see if they're playing but if I hear they're playing I'm gonna try to catch it or at least see if they want or not so there's some people throughout the years that I find entertaining or come across my radar like Reggie Bush I didn't care nothing about the Saints about football but he was dating Kim Kardashian so I kind of paid attention um but i wish the nfl would have did right by him and when they didn't do right by him i wish the nfl players would have done right by him just think about if black people came together i can't say what they should do should have did because i don't like saying that because I'm not in a position or ever will be in a position. And when you're in certain positions, you don't know how you would do. You know, a lot of people say she should have did this or he should have did that. If you were actually in a position, you wouldn't know how you were respond. And if you were in a position and you responded that way, then good for you. But most people are not in a position of the people they telling, you know, what they should have did. And but if black people would have came together, if every black person in the NFL and every uh, white person who supported the kneeling would have said we won't play unless he gets back on a team, you know how powerful that would have been. They would have cornered these white racist privileged NFL owners, commissioners, whoever they are, in a corner and force their hand. But you know people don't come together like if we actually come together and make change and I don't see like most of the players are African-American in a lot of sports I just don't see why we don't create our own league like whether you're white or 
Hispanic or Asian, if you're into sports, you want to see the best of the best. You know, you're not going to become the NFL overnight, but just setting a future for black and brown people, two, three generations. So they could be in a position that you could never dream of. But if no one makes the first step to create our own leagues and it's, it's never going to happen. You know, everyone is greedy. They want to make the millions now. You know, no one in this world wants to sacrifice to make it better for the future, if that makes sense. Like, you know, our great-grandparents and grandparents, that sac they sacrificed things in the 50s and the 60s to make things better for us. And we don't sacrifice and go without to make things better for our grandkids and great-grandkids. Um, you know, one thing I didn't like about the movement in the 60s is, is that we wanted to be a part of their world. You know, we go do sit-ins at diners. I would rather, you know, go do a sit-in at a bank to give my people a loan so we can have our own diner. Because once they let us into their malls and their stores and their diners, then our diners, malls, and stores closed. Our pharmacies closed. You know, our clothing shops closed. Our doctors' practices suffered. But when we had no choice but to shop and support black people, we did fairly well for ourselves. So um, I just wish that there were sit-ins at banks and uh, sit-ins to, you know, to be paid more so we can continue to invest in our own school. Well, it was sit-ins, you know, in D.C. so that the black schools were invested in just as much as the white schools versus, you know, begging to go to a white school or go to a diner that's all white or go to an all-white store. I think we would have been better off at a people as a people but then again i don't come from that time i can't say what i would have did or what i wouldn't do i couldn't imagine being black living at a time like this but i can observe from the outside looking in and say if we put our foot down as a people and come together and stop supporting these white institutions like the Grammys, the Oscars, the NFL, the NBA. Like, that could be a powerful thing. Picture if all the black NBA players walked away from the NBA and created their own league. It wouldn't be the NBA overnight, but in five, ten years it would. And that way, you know, LeBron's sons and their sons wouldn't have to worry about going through the things that the athletes of today go through because it would be for us, by us. And the white people will come. They will come to play. Because if you're in a sports and you want to be the best, you want to play with the best. You're not going to go to a secondary league just because, oh, I'm standing with the NBA, you know. You're going to want to play with the best. And the best walk away, even with colleges, go to black universities. If the genius black people, if the athletes, the good athletes go to black universities, other people will come. Just somebody have to set the precedent and not go to these white universities like LSU. You know, and 
you know, be the change that you want to see in the world. But anyway, congratulations to Colin and his wife on their new bundle of joy. That's my rant. Speaking of athletes, did you all hear about this young girl uh, named Rachel Richardson? She's a student athlete at Duke University. She plays on their volleyball team. And they were playing a, a game of volleyball in Utah against BYU. And the whole game, she was called the N-word. It was heckling. And no one did anything. BYU didn't do anything to stop the heckling. And once they didn't do anything, Utah... Duke University didn't step in. Coaches and staff should have stepped in and did what they needed to do to make their player feel seen, feel safe, protected, and they did nothing. They just went on with the game. Now, Rachel has since left, um, put out a statement pretty much, and Reading a statement, she's young. She doesn't understand the effects of racism and what actually happened to her, which, I mean, not until my late 20s, I really started to understand the microaggression racism. So she's probably thinking she's surrounded by white people at Duke University and just because they're not using an N-word, they're not racist and prejudiced but failing to protect her, to stop the game, to demand better. That's just a racial microaggression. It wasn't happening to them. The game was more important. And this is why we need to choose black universities. Maybe a black university don't have the best, the best volleyball team, but if Rachel Richardson starts showing up, they will. And other players will start showing up and, Games will be full because people will come. If you're passionate about volleyball, like I said before, if you're passionate about any sport, you want to play the best. You want to play against the best. You go, you want to play with the best. And this is unfortunate. This is black people going to these white schools. And we need to stop. We really need to stop. It's not for us. It will never be for us. They keep telling us it's not for us. They keep showing it they're not for us. And it's not going to change until we build our own. Until we build our own banks, our own schools, our own universities, our own tech companies. You know, uh, it was never separate but equal. But if it was really separate but equal, as a people, we would be far beyond what we are now so i would say duke better duke university but we're gonna hear about something like this in five years in 10 years in 20 years it won't change until black athletes and black scholars decide to invest their talent and a mind in black colleges and universities Lil Duval tweeted, y'all hate R. Kelly, but y'all on TikTok doing this hip challenge to his song. And he put a whole bunch of laughing emojis. Swear y'all just be talking. Sir, how you know that these people 
who doing this hip challenge because it's probably mostly kids. I know it's some adults. Hate R. Kelly. These people could, doing a challenge could have been Team R. Kelly. Probably don't know. I didn't even know the song was R. Kelly's song. I've been hearing it. I just, I'm just not familiar. I should be familiar, but I'm not. Like, how you know these people wasn't Team R. Kelly that's doing the challenge? What made you think that the people doing a hip challenge was against R. Kelly? Talking down about R. Kelly? People just like to hear themselves talk and make some type of point. I'm not sure how exactly to start off this conversation, but Meghan Markle has a podcast that's out. It's on Spotify. And on the second episode, she interviewed Mariah Carey. Let me start by saying I didn't listen to the second episode in its entirely. I did listen to the first episode uh, on yesterday. She interviewed Serena Williams and... They were talking about ambition in women and how women are treated different. Ambitious women are treated different than ambitious men. But she's interviewing Mariah. One of the topics, and a topic I heard the clip of, they're talking about being mixed race and light skin. I think it would have been a better conversation if a black woman that was dark skin was there or a mixed race woman that was dark skin was there. I don't like how she said what she said. She's as if she was, she said she was always treated as a mixed woman until she started dating her husband. So she's basically be saying she's been walking through the life enjoying being treated like a mixed race woman and when she started dating her husband she started being treated like a black woman she didn't say she was being treated like a black woman she just said i've been treated like a mixed race woman until i started dating my husband so we know she wasn't treated like a white woman when she was dating her husband so she's saying that she was treated like a black woman but i didn't want to put words in her mouth and how she said it is as if she ranked within our community. Okay, white people get treated like this mix and then it's black. So it's, it's as if she's in agreement that mixed women should be treated better than black women. And that's how she was treated until she like faced real racism. And I don't like how she in her and Mariah made it seem like squint, like skin is equivalent to being mixed. There are mixed people who are dark skin. There are all black people who are light skin. My mom is fair skin. I have first cousins, second cousins. That's very fair. Just as Megan is just as Mariah is. And they are black. They come from two black parents. Now, is there some cut? down the line absolutely but every african-american whether you are fair-skinned whether you are seen as being red brown dark brown black we all have cut in our bloodline because of slavery so i just didn't like how it sound i know she's gonna get some backlash i think she already got backlash for something else that she said that i read earlier I'm not recalling what it was. Something about how her marriage to her husband 
was celebrated in Africa like Nelson Mandela being freed. I did read a comment saying that someone else said it and maybe Megan repeated it on her show. I'm not sure I didn't hear that part. But this one clip that I just heard and I thought I'd just add it to the segment. I didn't like how it sounded. And when you're in the South, and whether you're light-skinned black or black, you black. And for racist people, going to treat you like a black. I don't know, maybe in the West where they're from, California, white people can't spot a nigga a mile away. But in the South, a white person could spot a light-skinned nigga, a mixed nigga a mile away. You just a nigga. But they are from the South, and I can say like some of our relatives early on migrated to places like California and up north to live a white life because they were passable, but they wasn't mixed. They were passable coming from two black parents. And so maybe people, all Western people at north don't know a nigga when they see a nigga. But come to the south, you're going to get your feelings hurt. I mean, that's what happens. She went across them seas into that royal family that's embedded in racism your grandmother-in-law is a colonizer literally she currently have people oppressed under her that she serves so it's i'm not shocked are y'all shocked i'm not shocked do you all recall a story about a nurse named nicole linton who Ran a red light doing 90 miles per hour. I don't know how she escaped on not hurt, but her car was on fire and it claimed the lives of six people. Like she sped through a busy intersection. One of the people who died was a pregnant woman and her one-year-old son. A really tragic story. It claimed the lives of six people. She's being held with no bond. She's facing 90 years in prison. Right immediately after, someone who claimed to be her friend said that she was drunk and she was upset about her boyfriend. There was no drugs or alcohol found in her system. Other friends reported that she had mental health issues. She would go downhill when it was something involving a man she was dating. Um, but now we're learning more of apparently maybe about four years ago, 2018, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder after she had her first mental breakdown. Um, and let me say this. If you're my friend, I call you myself uh, and you call yourself my friend. Don't get on loose talking shit about me if I do something. Keep your mouth shut or say nice things. Like these people claiming to be her friends is spilling like all the tea. But even though they brought up drinking and everything else, she wasn't drinking because she didn't have any alcohol. That would have been an open and shut case for the DA's office. But she didn't have any alcohol. So the only thing could explain this that she did it intentionally to try to kill herself and killed six other people 
or she had a lap or she was unconscious which she's claim uh claiming from the beginning she said she didn't remember the crash she remember waking up on a curb and her car is on fire it's unfortunate when mental health reasons or medical reasons cause a car accident and people die from it because those victims families don't care how it happened they want her to pay and we live in a country where mental health issues can relieve you of a crime i think if you have any kind of illness that causes you to lose consciousness and if this happened in the past she should be criminally liable because she still drove if you are known to have seizures or a heart problem and you continue to drive and you had a heart attack or a seizure while driving and you kill someone you should be held responsible shouldn't be oh she had a seizure no she knew she had a seizure disorder now if this was the first time and you didn't know you had a heart issue and you had a heart attack you didn't know you had seizures a seizure issue and you had a seizure or something random happened to you where you lost consciousness while driving and you kill someone that's different it's different for the law, but it's not different from the victim's families because you killed my family in a car accident. I don't care two fucks about you or what you had going on or what happened to you. I want you to pay. So either the law going to make you pay or I'm going to make you pay, but I'm not going to walk away from the situation saying, oh, you know, he just had a heart attack. Oh, he know he had a seizure or whatever the situation might be and my family member is dead now. Nah. You're going to remember my name for the rest of your life. And I'm not going to kill you because you can't suffer while you're dead. You know, um, that's just how I feel about the situation. But, I mean, she might have a defense with this mental health issues. And apparently she was having a breakdown and there's things on record. So it's not just her randomly saying this. That it's sad for everyone involved. And I'm surprised how she's an ICU nurse. I don't know when was the last time she actively worked. But you have your mental health have to be together to be the nurse. So she was committed at some point. Her family had her committed into a facility. She should have lost her, her nursing license at that time. And when she was committed, they should have re reported that. I mean, they get a work, the psychiatrists get a workup of your history when they write a narrative about you, your age, they put in your race, what you do for a living, who you was raised by, like all that is a part of a psychiatrist or a psychologist workup or a social worker workup. And that should have been something they reported to the state board of nursing, whatever state she was a nurse at. This happened in California, but I don't know if she lived in California. But prayers to the family. And let's see how this plays out. Stacy Dadge on internet crying. She just found out DMX died. He died over a year ago, but she's just finding out. I want to say he died towards the beginning of last year. In the earlier months. So if you care to see the video, she posted one of her crying. But anyway, my random thought of the day. Why 
I've been going to the grocery store and when I buy fresh chicken, not frozen chicken sealed in a plastic bag, but fresh thawed out chicken that's sealed with a thin plastic wrap, they put it in bags with other things. Like the last two times I went to the grocery store, I had to be like, put this in a separate bag. I thought that was just common knowledge. Like as a kid going to the grocery store with my mom, I seen that chicken go in a separate bag. It was just common sense. But these new cashiers in 2022 seem to think that they can throw chicken in a bag with anything. I don't even, once they put it in a bag with my beef, that's fresh beef. No, I don't want chicken juice spilling on my beef or beef juice spilling on the chicken, chicken, whatever way it go. And that shit like really pissed me off because I want to say it's been more than two times. I went to the grocery store yesterday and it's like I have to tell them to put it in a separate bag. And then yesterday I bought a six pack of Cokes. And it's six pack of bottle Cokes. And a lady got mad because I asked her to put it in a bag. Like sometimes they'll ask you if you want it in a bag. But she didn't. And she put it in a bag with a uh, a half liter, another half liter Coke. And it was a single bag. And I seen a hole. The hole was facing her, not me. But I got a glimpse of it. So if I seen a hole, you with the bag in the hand, you seen the hole. And I, and I told her, I said, you don't see that hole? Can you double bag it? And whether that was a hole or not, when they put heavy drinks in a bag, like they double bag it. So that's my just random thought, my random rant of the day. That shit really pissed me off. That's it for today. There was so much going on this week. I had to do a second episode. I didn't want to wait till a Sunday coming up. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. I'll be back Sunday.